Each day is full of potential roadblocks and detours that'll move you away from your genius of purpose for life. It's vital to your success as a kinetic believer that you learn to observe your inner fate so that you'll prosper mind, body, and soul. Well, today we're going to have an enlightened conversation about love bombing, what it is, how to recognize it, and when love bombing can rob you of your best life. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hey friends, glad you could join us. Stephen Canyon, kineticbelief.com is the website. And if you'd like to comment on today's podcast, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. The 100-Day Kinetic Belief Guided Journal for Aligning Your Thoughts to Manifesting Your Best Life is available on the website. And this is the book where I guide you through the daily practice of journaling in order to manifest prosperity. Manifest perfected health, manifest intimate relationships, whatever it is that you desire. Also, I become your personal guide to help you reestablish creative authority in your life. Available on the website also is the workbook for locating your purpose for living. It's a workbook that locates your creative purpose. Also, check out the upcoming event locations at kineticbelief.com while you're there perusing around. And I got to say, Megan, keeping up with you on a bike while you rode around Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> was a challenge. Well, good. That means all this, all this spin classes are paying off. Yeah. Oh, and then some. What do you yeah. burn, 500 calories in an hour or something crazy if like you're, that? If you're going for that, yes, it's, it's possible, but it, it wildly fluctuates based on how much you push yourself now are you competitive in spin cycling do you um, are you one of those guys that you know i'm gonna burn more calories than you well and i don't (laughs) go in thinking i am but then all of a sudden because you know they put your username up on a board and so you show up and you don't necessarily think you're competitive but then your if your name starts to kind of drop through the pack then all of a sudden you kind of yeah it gets you going (laughs) you've asked me to do that but i'm you know i'm looking at names on those boards i'm okay those are the abuser names what? Not the usernames. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's abuse. Are you kidding me? No, you're, you are one of the most positive, funny, life-loving people I know. Oh. And I mean, you well, can just you jump into any activity and there you go. It's just, yeah. you know, I think that that's the only way to do it. If you're going to do it, then just do it with vigor and enthusiasm and positivity. Because at least then you have a fighting chance of something going right. Oh, you're such a bright light. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, hey, we're going to be in London soon. I know. I am so excited about going to Europe. It's going to be a fantastic year. Yeah. Love it. You know, that's yeah. Europe. We were talking about that this morning and just how dynamic it is. And you can go just a couple hundred miles mm-hmm. and the culture changes, the cuisine changes. And Correct. it's so yeah. special. It is interesting. I mean, because, you know, the States, the U.S., it has its own flavor. It has its own interests. But there's nothing like Europe. I mean, just the ability to sort of immerse yourself in all these different cultures and meet the most amazing, um, interesting people. It's it's just I'm almost sorry. overwhelming. I'm so excited. Every time we start talking about it, I'm like, can we can we pack our bags I know. now? <laughs> I know. We keep uh, trying to move our flight closer and closer, but it will come. It will come. Well, let's talk about love bombing. I, what an interesting title. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, you're, what the heck you're talking talking about well the psychological definition of love bombing is the attempt to influence somebody with demonstrations of attention and affection have you ever known anybody like that 
Um, yes. Influence. Well, and it's not a bad thing. So let's kind of let's start okay. folding some of this back here. This this is vital that you don't confuse unconditional love and the affection that is shared between two lovers or friends or family that are expecting nothing in return for, you know, those expressions of, of it's love bombing. When you first start dating someone that, and, and it goes from just the casual dating to, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this person. And they're like, oh wow, I'm in love with you too. And then all of the poetry and and uh, phone calls and long conversations and the adulation of one for the other. And you're doing it through what's called love bombing, but that's a positive use of it. What we're going to talk about, and don't confuse healthy relationship affection with that of purposeful, abusive, influential love bombing. And that's what we're going to talk about. So we're talking about a negative version of love bombing that's today. right there's okay. an ulterior motive and it got ain't good it. got it well that's why you say it's the new red flag so right. that's something right. to watch out for okay love bombing is used in different ways and it can be used for either a positive or a negative purpose and so the love bombing that's often misunderstood and is used as a cycle of abuse and as a tactical use of affection this is going to be almost impossible and certainly very difficult to recognize. And it's by the recipient, the person that's receiving all of this, this so-called fake love bombing. Mm-hmm. When you're being love bombed, unless you are a kinetic belief journeyer, if you are a journeyer or a journaler, or if you're a kinetic believer, then you've been equipped to recognize when someone starts showing up and love bombing you for the wrong reasons. But if you're not equipped, if you're not this, if you're not practicing kinetic belief, if you're not uh, uh, fashioning your life according to your purposeful beliefs, then it's going to be difficult to pick up on and to recognize when this is happening to you. So how do you know if you're being negatively love-bombed? And that's what we want to understand. Those that are susceptible to negative love-bombing are those that are having an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. They are living a life in response to other people. They're responsive Something happens, and and basically I'm going to continue along doing the same thing that I always do, living the life that I always live, until something challenges me or something shows up that causes me to react. I'm having an identity crisis. I don't really know who I am. I don't know what my purpose for even living is. And that's how most people, sad to say, are living this life. Most people will get to the end of their lives only to realize that they've lived someone else's. And that's the truth of it. So people that don't know who they are, what they do is they navigate by seeking approval. They are, uh, if you seek approval, then that's just the, the very thing that a love bomber is going to use in order to abuse you. Kinetic believers know who they are. They aren't double-minded and they aren't influenced by other people either. So unless they make the purposeful decision to observe what they admire in other people, In order to advance their own original genius, then you are susceptible to negative love bombing. Um, There are a few things that kind of stick out to me as you're speaking. I like that you made the point that said where you said that having an identity crisis is going to make you vulnerable to this. So, you know, becoming rooted, becoming a kinetic believer that's rooted in your true original purpose identity is going to be probably the biggest um, fortress that you can build up against something like this. So I love that concept. 
Kinetic believers begin their their purposeful life by, first of all, coming in contact, recognizing and falling in love with who they are, their original genius, going back to the very beginning and unbecoming all of the negative and positive influence influence that's led them away from who they really are, their differences rather than their commonality. I really love topics like this one that it's really going to help you sort of cut through the BS and see beyond this veil that people try to put on you because um, sometimes things are overtly obvious, right? If somebody's a jerk, if they're an overt negative person, that's obvious. We can look at that. We can ta- you know, maneuver around that. But I like these topics where you're helping us with really the word is discernment, to have good judgment and good discernment where these things are concerned because something like this, it's going to look identical on the surface. And so being able to um, catch those red flags, I mean, that can actually save you sometimes years of you know, having a toxic person in your life. You've got to know who you are. You need to know, you've got to know why you are here and what is your purpose in life. None of this is random. Existence in life is not an accident. It's all on purpose. Mm-hmm. Every single person on this planet has a reason, an, uh, uh, an eternal reason for being here. And it's always going to be located in your original uh, genius that you were created with that was not fashioned by the opinions and thoughts and ideas of anybody else. Uh, God created you with that unique ability to be divinely you, the eternal essence of you. And so that's where your purposeful life begins is coming in contact and knowing and recognizing by journaling those aspirations, those original unique dreams of yours and holding on to those thought forms, those highest viewpoints for life in order to extend those out into your tomorrows so that you don't find yourself drifting away based on the the love bombing and affections of other people, which I'm going to get into here in just a minute, but you got to know who you are. You know, I will often ask those who attend the Mastering the Universe Kinetic Belief Workshops or one of of our retreats. Have you ever gone on a trip to be alone? I mean, have you ever purposed and decided that you need to be alone for a week or 10 days? And isn't that amazing? We've talked about this. The reaction that we get from most people is something like, oh my gosh, I could never do something like that. (laughs) Their eyes get really big. (laughs) And and you just see terror overcome them. The thought of actually being alone on purpose. Most people are... They have a fear of just eating a meal out in a restaurant by themselves, much less going on vacation with the intent of being alone. And if they're not, you know, if if they're not being struck by that fear of being alone, then you just see it wash over them. The reality that they've never even considered the fact that since the day they were born. What does that even mean to be alone? Are you kidding me? And you know what the problem here is? And that if you can ask yourself honestly that question and then listen to the the organic answer that you give. Mm-hmm. That's going to tell you a lot about yourself because if you have uh, any fear, trepidation, hesitancy about going off somewhere by yourself, then you've not yet practiced on purpose delving into the essence of who you are and falling in love with you because if you once you unconditionally fall in love with who you are and understand why you are here and celebrate your unique difference the genius of your difference 
then you'll be terrified at not having somebody around you to affirm you and to tell you what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing and giving you the guidelines for a life you weren't supposed to be living. And I assume that you're not just talking about a walk through the park or, um, you know, just an hour in the afternoon by yourself. That's right. No, purposing to, I'm packing my bags and I'm going, <laughs> I'm getting on a flight or I'm yeah. driving out of town to be with me. Yay. A bag is required. I'm so excited. I'm going to be all by me. If, it's, if, if it doesn't involve an overnight bag, it doesn't count, but, basically. And that's, that's it. So you can you can start there by, yeah. and, and that's going to tell you if you've even gone through the, if you even know who you are. Well, and I like too that um, just a moment ago that you were talking about the process of journaling. And I like that you didn't just include this idea of journaling to supercharge your manifestations. You actually made the point that you're going to journal to maintain your focus on your original purpose. So, you know, journaling is not just about looking ahead and, and, only manifesting. It's also about looking within and maintaining that identity and strengthening your identity. And um, that's not something we've touched on a whole lot. So I think that's a really interesting new perspective on journaling. The maintenance of your identity is everything because this world is not designed to support who you are. Mm -hmm. It's designed to move you away from your original purpose for living. And the only way that you can maintain as you say, the the uh, original intent for your purpose, it is to journal that. And there, there are techniques involved in the journaling, the right process of journaling. And what you're doing is you're creating a roadmap or you are actually keeping a... Uh, a logbook, if you will, for the journey through this life. The same thing that a captain of a vessel will do while crossing an ocean. Mm -hmm. They're creating a logbook so that they can navigate uh, from yeah. one point to the next and not end up somewhere that they were never intended to be. You can keep your bearings. That makes so much sense, doesn't it? Exactly. I love that you just said the world is not designed to support who you truly are. It's important to recognize that. You know, no one's going to be coming around doing doing you any favors when it comes to your identity. Not at all. Yeah, and that's... You know, and the world is equipped and has equipped itself to point out to everybody what makes you alike. And that's not the way this is supposed to be. You are a creator, created in the image of the creator. So the question is, what makes you different, not alike? What makes everybody different? You find those differences. The answer to those questions is found not by uh, observing the commonalities that you have with others, but it's found by what makes you uniquely different and looking for those things. The difference is going to be your genius. And that's what you want to find and you want to locate to celebrate, to build up, to practice, to train, to, um, to establish as a thing that's motivating you in this life. The difference is your fate. Now, make the genius of your fate your destiny. Your fate is what you come into this world with. Your fate is not something that happens to you. And people misunderstand that and, and, and misuse that all the time. Every single human being comes into this world with a creative difference that makes that is their genius. And that is the fate for their life. Now, the, the um, uh, destiny that you end up, wherever you end up in your destiny, that is going to be based on the choices that you make on whether or not you've gotten away for long enough from the noise of the world in order to journal your, your divine uh, fateful purpose for living. And then you choose the, once you come in contact and you recognize what the genius of your fate is, you make that your destiny by journaling your, your uh, journey 
your logbook, keeping that logbook so that you continue to set sail of the course of your life toward the fate that you were intended to enjoy. Because it's in that fate that you're going to be advancing your mind and your body and your soul toward perfected completion, living your best life, a prosperous one, a healthy life, one that's full of joy and peace and optimistic happiness. Wow, I love that you just took two words that are typically associated with a lot of I guess you could say unknowns and even we use the word fate and we use the word destiny to sort of um, lump everything into a big pile of, well, I don't know how that happened or let's leave it up to this unknown universal force. But you took those two terms and completely redefined them for us as things that are really in our control. You have to know these things or else you are susceptible to the love bombers that come around and that will abuse you. These are people that don't know any better than you if you're being abused by it. And it's not their fault any more than it's yours. It's just people are perishing for lack of knowledge. They don't know why they're here or what their purpose is. And every single one of us come into this, into the land of the living with authority and dominion. And if you don't know who you are and why you are here, then you're going to take that authority and that dominion and abuse other people with it. People that live this life out of control have to control someone else because that's the way that we're all constructed and built. You were built to control something and that something is supposed to be you. So people that are living out of control are going to naturally and innately control other people. And one of those mechanisms for control is something that's just called love bombing, where I'm going to pull you in close to me by overwhelming you with these thoughts and expressions of affection and flowers and candy. And, and you're beautiful and you're smart and you're, you're the most amazing thing since sliced bread or the stars in the heavens or where, <laughs> whoever you're <laughs> relating with. And so, and people respond to that. Yeah. And they open themselves up to it. And I'm now, I'm going to give this abuser access to me because of these love bombs. And they're holding me close from, because of the love bombs. They want me close enough that they can uh, satisfy their need to live their life with dominion, going somewhere because they're not controlling themselves. They're going to control me with love bombs. Recognize it. And the only way that you can, again, recognize it is by realizing that, first of all, you don't even know your own purpose. You don't know your identity. You don't know who you are and whose you are and why you're here. And that life is not supposed to be lived accidentally. Is supposed to be enjoyed on purpose. I really like how you opened the, the episode today by saying that you're vulnerable to this negative love bombing, to, to being manipulated by it when you're navigating your life by seeking approval. Because we talk a lot about not seeking the approval of others, good or bad. Um, but then I like that you, you sort of tacked on the word navigating, which is such a wonderful point because you are drawn, right? Like you're drawn to that path that feels good. You're drawn to the people that make you, in a sense, feel good. So these accolades, this love bombing in the moment, it feels so nice. And it's like a moth to a flame. And you're you're making these navigating decisions based on that. And so I just like that you added that word that you, you're vulnerable to this when you navigate. You're making your life choices. You're choosing your life paths by seeking approval. Well, that's true. And then the other part of this, and probably the bigger part of this, is that the purposeful kinetic believer 
understands who they are. They know what what their identity is, and they know why they are here. And then the relationships that are formed from that as a foundation are always going to be with people that are celebrating you and encouraging and edifying and building you up. In an authentic way. In an authentic way. (laughs) And now in the authentic, healthy way of those relationships, you will... advertently, not inadvertently, find yourself (laughs) with lovers and friends Mm. and family that will love bomb you and it will be done correctly. It's not, there's not an abusive intent behind it. It's just a mutual sharing of affection and observing those qualities in each other that can then be communicated from a place of unconditional love of celebration of each other. And that's healthy. But if you don't know your identity and why you are here, if you don't know who you are, then you are going to be uh, susceptible to love bombers who are abusive with it and you're abusing yourself and this whole thing gets all tangled up and it's always going to be with, again, uh, human beings that are trying to use the tools that they were created with when they came into this world. You have things that were meant for your good, that you can use them for your bad and for the negative uh, influence over other people if you're not operating positively according to the way that it was originally intended by the creator of all the universe, the one who had nothing but perfect um, expectations for this universe to grow and develop according to a perfected completion. So we get on board with that and we align our ourselves with the expectations of the creator. And coming into agreement and alignment with those expectations then unveils this perfect life for us. Again, built up of peace and prosperity and health, advancing the mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. And then everybody that gets on that gravy train needs to be in agreement with you <laughs> so that you're not opening yourself up to abuse. But the first, the first thing you've got to do is you have to know who you are. And what your purpose for being here is, and then celebrate that. And then those people that you're allowing access to you, they can come in and love bomb you all day and it's going to be sweet. (laughs) I like that. And it's, it's, again, I like this topic because it is very subtle, right? When you're in it, because I've been in relationships like that before where, I mean, really what it is, is it's a cycle of abuse, because someone abuses you negatively or they just are toxic, but then they sort of rope you back in. They, they tow you back in with the love bombing just to abuse you again. And it's like they know you well enough to love bomb you just enough so that you keep coming back. To keep you. And it's a, it, it really is a, a cycle. It's a corral. It's how they keep you. <laughs> yeah. They, you're tethered. If they that. make you feel bad, they can make you feel good because you've yeah. given them the authority to do that. Yeah. No one should be able to make you feel That's anything. Powerful. Your feelings and all of that should be coming from within because you're celebrating yourself and unconditionally yeah. loving yourself. And then you're not, you're not looking for anyone else to affirm you or to establish you or to give you your value. That value comes from within. And that's why I say, go. If you need to have the ability to go somewhere by yourself so that you learn to love yourself and value yourself and feel good about yourself. And then you'll no longer be susceptible to needing to be feeding off of somebody else's uh, inauthentic love bombs. Well, I like that you just really gave us a, a, the, the hard look at why identity fixes this problem. Because 
you just took us through this idea that, okay, well, if, if someone's doing that to you, you are the one that's given them permission. And so the identity is what everything hangs on. And that all of a sudden, cause that was going to be my next question. You know, what's, how, how is identity <laughs> protecting you from this? But that's it. That makes so much sense because you are the one deciding, um, who you're allowing to manipulate you in this way. That's right. Well, it's the things that we choose to observe that we then identify with. It's Look, it's the quest of wanting to know who they are, other people are, that compels people to judge their environment by observing life around them. And when, I, when I'm talking about people, these are the people that don't know what their identity is. So they're just observing the environment. They're trying to find their identity through the thoughts and opinions and judgments of other people. And they're doing the same thing by judging other people. This going around like loose cannons trying to lock onto something because there is a need to know who you are. If you haven't identified yourself correctly yet, then you're out here looking for some kind of validation that you can anchor your soul to. A few years ago, I traveled to the Scottish Highlands up to the Loch Ness, which is known for those alleged sightings of the uh, cryptozoological Loch Ness monster, also known as Nessie. Nessie. <laughs> now, now, who wouldn't want to spend a day looking at a lake that is said to contain a monster? Don't answer that. Well, I'm sure you would. <laughs> you don't need to answer that. The lock, that lake, it's huge. I don't think a lot of people realize just how big it is. It's like 37 kilometers, wow. which is about 22 square miles. But I spent part of the day at Yerkohart Castle, which is it's this ruin near Inverness, the little town there. But now what's cool about the castle location is it's it's this um, 16th century fortress. It's just, it's kind of a ruin. It's not... A lot there left of it, but it's pretty cool. And it's located out on this point that's overlooking the lock, the lake. There are, and this is what I found fascinating, there are all these coin-operated telescopes, uh, people with binoculars that are scanning the water all in search of the Loch Ness Monster. And uh, and across the street from that was this gift shop, and it had all these stuffed Loch Ness monsters and balloon <laughs> Loch Ness and little snow scenes and dioramas, just all these little paraphernalia Loch Ness monster things you can buy. But all creators, every single person is a creator. All creators having a natural experience while here in this vessel, in the land of the living, want more information we, we need to know there is a, a, a satisfaction that comes with figuring something out or getting the truth down to the truth of the matter. People want knowledge. They want to know what is not known. And there are two reasons people will search for the unknown. Either they don't know who they are and they're looking for themselves or the creator who is intimately aware of their purposeful genius, and when I say the creator here, I'm talking about the, the human being who, who knows what their identity is, that's intimately aware of that genius. They're searching the vistas of life, the, the, the lakes of Inverness. They're looking for more information just for enjoyment. And like you were saying, just for navigation, just so I can gain more knowledge and experience you and be entertained by you and be entertained by life and, and optimistically happy and full of joy by experiencing the heavens and the stars and, the, and the, the differences in other people. And that's okay. And that's the way this is supposed to be unfolding for all of us. But it's the answer that every human being is experiencing and every single person is seeking is the question, this three-word question, who am I?
And until that question is answered within each soul, creators in this world who look outward for those answers and they don't look within, they're going to continue to fight wars and they're going to continue to experience famine and sickness and disease. All these are the negative manifestations of judgments or measurements of comparisons that result in the decaying fruits of fear. Until we get to this point where every single person understands that truth, eternal truth, is going to be found by being introspective and looking within, then the world is going to continue to be consumed uh, as it is in its current state by fearful thoughts. I like that you made the point to cover this idea that we... It's very natural to look for the commonality in each other, isn't it? I mean, you look for recognition. You look at someone, you meet someone new, and you want to recognize a piece of yourself in them. But I love what you said to, you know, really seek out those differences for the purpose of celebrating them, for the purpose of being intrigued by them in a positive way, um, because that's how it's meant to be. And I have to say, I think I may need a little uh, reprogramming (laughs) where that's concerned, because it's incredibly natural just to look at someone and, and you just try to find yourself in them but that's really it doesn't seem like that's what you were saying there there are commonalities look we all have the same spiritual dna we all come from the same source we all come from the same uh thought source a uh, creative source but there is a genius of difference within all of us that is an uh, extended expression of the one the purposeful kinetic believer begins by locating who they are uniquely and differently. Look, you know what? If we were all to celebrate our differences, there would be no racism in the world. There would be no accusations of racism. There would be no, uh, we wouldn't just be looking for our factions. Now, we would be looking for uh, groups with common interests that we could enjoy and celebrate each other with and experiences that we are attracted to. But while still Uh, edifying the unique differences of the faction within the factions. So we need to each person understand why you're here and come to terms with your life's purpose and not trying to fit in, but fitting, fitting in just fitting in with your differences. And that is so possible. That's what makes a gallery so uniquely special. And we love to go to galleries when we're in in any major city. We'll go to the art galleries. And we don't go in there to look and see what makes the paintings and sculptures the same. We go in there to celebrate the differences of color and and subject matter and, you know, the the types of, of work that's being expressed and experienced. It's the diversity that's the spice of life in that way. And so it's true with human beings. The kinetic believer has located their unique genius and the thing that makes them different. And the purpose for every single person on this planet, every creator created in the image of the creator, is to advance their mind, body, and soul toward that perfected completion. And by doing so, you're recognizing the creator, the bias behind the blueprint for the universe, As the advancing presence in all of nature, the entire universe is advancing toward perfected completion. So we're getting on board with that. And that advancing presence, it's in nature and society, and it's among all of life. And harmonizing yourself with this then removes you from the influence of love bombers. They can't come in and move you off the course for your own life. No, you're busy advancing yourself. You don't need to be sidetracked by somebody telling you that you're okay, and that I love you, and that 
your eyes sparkle in the moonlight and uh, <laughs> do as I tell you and, and not as I do. And, uh, and they, they abuse you in so many different ways. But people who don't know who they are, they cannot unconditionally love themselves. And as a result of this, these people are susceptible to the abuse of others who also haven't located their own identity. Recognizing the fact that the Creator's identity is found within your identity, that is the beginning to becoming consciously aware of your genius within. You cannot be something different from your Creator. Conscious intelligence is one and the same everywhere throughout the universe, and it's the same substance. And that's the thing. Look, there cannot be one kind of intelligence in your Creator and another kind of intelligence in you. Intelligence, it can only be in intelligent substance, and intelligent substance is God. All creators are of one substance with the creator. And so all the, look, all the talents, all the powers, and all of the creative possibilities that are in God are in the creative genius of every single person, not just the one percenters, but in every single human being. The Bible says that all power is given to man in heaven and on earth. And we now know from quantum physics that uh, like kind creates like kind. Isn't that amazing? You and I, we, all of us, we're an expression of the creative mind that first believed and then saw. You have the same creative ability to kinetically believe and then see. So what does it mean to kinetically believe? It simply means that what you choose to believe, you choose to not change. You imagine what you believe as having already come to pass. You choose to become emotionally convinced that you already possess what it is that you expect to manifest. And then the quantum substance of your belief, it attracts to rearrange your circumstances or to form exactly what it is that you've purposed to kinetically believe. Kinetic belief is not a respecter of persons, of worthiness, of integrity. It's not a respecter of character. Kinetic belief is the craft of the creator. Okay, you know... I just feel, I feel like I asked for a drink and you get, shot me with a water can. <laughs> <laughs> with a fire hose. Yeah. Yes. My apologies. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm actually jealous of the, the people listening that get to rewind that or take it back a few minutes because it was, there's a lot in there. There's so much in there. And I think it's interesting that it all is going back to identity. And I just think that shows the power of it, right? Like the power of what you started the entire episode with about spending time alone, because that is sort of, uh, I guess, the linchpin in this entire process is knowing who you are. That's correct. Decay, look, decay comes in so many different shapes and sizes, and you're susceptible to it if you don't know who you are and if you're not living life on purpose. Believers that are purposefully pursuing their inner genius, they give no access to abusive love bombers or the abuse of negativity of any kind, of fear. They have moved themselves out of the way of decay. They don't feed self-value from the opinions of others. Mm. Kinetic believers never, ever look for validation. I I really love that you've chosen this topic for an entire episode because I personally know that... This is an incredibly hard thing to recognize. And then once you recognize it, it's incredibly difficult to get rid of it in your life because the people who practice love bombing in a negative way are, first of all, they've been doing it a long time. They're usually very skilled. And for me personally, the only way that I was even able to sort of, uh, I guess the word is admit that 
these people were doing this in my life is I put it on paper. I think a lot of times it's very difficult to even see the difference because, you know, you have such an emotional connection to that person. I mean, that this is a relationship that you've had for whatever amount of time. So I just think this is a very, very important, even social topic to discuss because, again, it's not only hard to recognize, but it's hard to get rid of because of the cycle because of you know like you're saying the the identity issues that it involves love bombers are always being enabled by somebody it's like observing a candy store full of kids and they're all grabbing fistfuls of sweets and chocolates <laughs> but in there it's just out of control yeah, yes. and it's just it's just an environment of enablers and abusers the and we keep mentioning journaling and it's so vital to your success the advancing creator journals their highest viewpoint for life creating thought forms for advancing their life every single creator every human being was sent here to the earth with all of the creator's power and possibilities for living a purposeful life and a life that is prosperous one that is full of vitality and health and joy and happiness and all those wonderful things however the restrictions of our natural vessels it limits our consciousness awareness and you do not know all there is to know so you are subject to errors and you we're all subject to making mistakes however every person has the ability to unbecome every influence that has led you away from the perfect fate where nothing is broken and by and it, it, this happens by uniting your mind with that which knows all our creator which formed all things knows all that there is to know past present and that which is to come everything that has ever been said or done is written within the original source of all things and by identifying yourself with your original genius that which makes you different that which you know has not been validated that which has not been applauded you may then proceed by falling into unconditional love with what you have found I like that you're making the point, too, that when it comes to our identity, how it's just as important to not chase after the positive accolades as it is to not pay heed to all the negativity and all the toxic stuff. You know, not chasing after the re- positive reinforcement or anything negative is is kind of a big deal because I feel like we all give ourselves a pass, right? Like, oh, that was a compliment, so I can <laughs> I can run that with is, that, that one. That is so big. That is like a pow, boom goes the dynamite moment. <laughs> and when you're no longer yeah. motivated by the positive accolades or the negative, mm-hmm. you have arrived. Every elite successful creator who advances themselves to stellar accomplishments, mm. that is a kinetic believer. That is an optimistic journeyer who journals the blueprint for their best life. And your identification of yourself with the infinite is accomplished by conscious recognition, which comes through journaling. It seems, too, that you focus this entire episode on the power of identity. And when you first started talking about that, I I found myself wanting to hear more uh sort of little things to look for so that you can recognize the love bombing, like the red flag, right? But then the more that you talked about identity, I realized that those little, um, I guess you could call them sort of uh, symptoms or byproducts of negative love bombing, that's just fruit. And so to try and, you know, pick apart someone's actions to suss out who they really are 
is never going to work. And I like that you kept taking us back to identity and really making the case for kind of fixing everything in your life. That's right. Identity is the place that you begin and then you create your convictions from that. From there comes your articles of faith. And then Mm. with your journaling is your conscious recognition that you will then use for guiding yourself through life. So powerful. So powerful. Well, you have only one creator and that one is everywhere. And the struggle ends and the journey begins when the genius of a human being surrenders to conscious unity with the highest creative genius of God. The power that you, the successful kinetic believer, seeks is yours. For you've made yourself one with all of the power that there is. Wow. And, you know, I like that you keep taking us back to the creator um, aspect as well, because it just shows that we have everything within us that we need. And not just the identity, but the power, the wisdom, it's all within us. So, you know, goodness gracious, if if we would just stop looking outward toward other people for all this stuff that we think we need from them and get it from ourselves and from our original source, that is, that's where everything is. It's just like this overwhelming amount of goodness and, and, and prosperity and all the things that we could ever possibly need spiritually, physically, in any realm. You know, somebody that's been listening to these podcasts regularly, and I know a lot of people are going through them going, you know, we just heard from somebody that's like, oh, I've made it through 12 and I'm so excited. I'm going to continue. And, and they're just eating it up and that's great. And you're getting the bigger picture. However, if this is if this is your first podcast, uh, fear not and uh, <laughs> hold on and don't think, you know, it's it might seem like, oh, I just can't do this. It just seems so complicated. It's not. It really, really isn't. In fact, living life right would be the easiest thing, far easier than living it wrong. The easiest thing that you can ever do. Keeping a kinetic belief logbook guides you in order so that you can cast down negative thoughts and then maintain your purposefully good intentions. Now, listen to me. A guided journal process, it tacks you through life to unbecome the substance of influencers while advancing your mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion and drawing that and attracting that into your life. Anybody that struggles with stress, depression, anxiety, uh, keeping a kinetic belief journal turns their life around. The logbook, what it does it is it attracts your authority to regain control of your emotions, and it, it vastly just... I can't, vastly is not a big enough word. It improves your mental health. The course for dealing with any overwhelming emotion is through the motion of kinetic belief journaling, which then automatically recalibrates the sense and wonder for living this life. Kinetic believers work at unbecoming habitual expectations, and you then replace the negative manifestations by attracting your best desires. By kinetic belief journaling, You are then able to sustain your advancement toward continual peace and prosperity, happiness and joy. Purposeful journals, journalers continue to reach new heights in every single direction of their life as long as they live and, and beyond. Kinetic believers... They speak differently. They carry themselves differently. We can recognize them. And you go to one of our conferences and, oh, my goodness, I'd rather be there for any Thanksgiving day. I mean, it's just (laughs) an amazing experience. And they act differently while the substance of all things hoped for. 
continually is rearranging their lives. And, you know, quite frankly, when we come together at any of our Mastering the Universe workshops, it is a time of celebration as well as uh, tactfully correcting our lives where they need to be corrected. It's an amazing experience. And this is for anybody. Every single person is equipped to live this life prosperously and successfully. Well, that's such a great point that you brought up that... Isn't it incredibly ironic that the path of least resistance actually leads to the most difficult life? And But if you go ahead and do the work right now and right ahead of time, then then you're going to have this life of really ease. It becomes easy. Um, you always tell us, discipline your mind, and the rest is going to follow. And I love that because, to me, I think that almost feels effortless. You know, I'm the kind of person that falls asleep on their yoga mat. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you just, I love this idea that oh, it's like a fun. one-stop shop. If you fix your head, if you can fix your mind and, and mm. get everything humming along in there, like you're talking about, and that's absolutely the way to do it, isn't it? Those that the, the journaling, the workshops, that total immersion, and then doing it with that spirit of celebration. Ugh, that's it. That's such a good life. People say life is short, but it's not if you're doing it correctly. It is right. so long. It is splendid and full of adventure yes. and, and wonderment. And you choose your thought mm-hmm. forms and you do it from the highest viyoint for living yeah. your purposeful life. Uh, just say this after me. Let's work on some of our highest viewpoints right now off okay. of today's topic. And just say, my desire is sharp. My desire is sharp. Clear. Clear. And I've chosen my beliefs. And I've chosen my beliefs. I have the vision needed. I have the vision needed. To attract my best life. To attract my best life. My thought forms cannot be broken. My thought forms cannot be broken. They are unwavering. They're unwavering. I choose to meditate my visions. I choose to meditate my visions. By remaining conscious of my purposeful choices. By remaining conscious of my purposeful choices. I am not susceptible to love bombers. I'm not susceptible to love bombers. I don't require validation. I don't require validation. I don't care about the negative judgments of those. I don't care about the negative judgments of those. Who don't support me. Who don't support me. No thing and no one. No thing and no one. Distracts me from my genius. Distracts me from my genius. Of my purpose. My purpose. I journal my convictions. I journal my convictions. I journal my articles of faith. I journal my articles of faith. And the universe is serving me. The universe is serving me. I choose to hold my attention. I choose to hold my attention. On what I place my attention toward. On what I place my attention toward. I am determined to love myself. I'm determined to love myself. And to do it unconditionally. And to do that unconditionally. I also determined to let others think. I also determined to let others think. To let others say. To let others say. To let others do. To let others do. What others must do. What others must do. What they think. What they think. What they do. What they do. Is none of my business. Is none of my business. I'm my business. I am my business. And my business. In my business. Is all the things that make me different. Is all the things that make me different. And all of my differences. All my differences. Make me beautiful. Make me beautiful. Wow. I would say that's definitely a highest thought form. That's great. <laughs> That's as high as you can get. That was beautiful. Mm. Wow. What a great um, episode this has been. Love bombing. The new red flag. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Recognize it when it shows up. And then, for goodness sakes, go and journal your life. You can't do this by feeling like you got it. Mm-hmm. You can't do this by just being a mental agreeer and listening to a podcast and saying, oh, that sounds great. That's what I'm going to do and going on. Because you will be moved off of your course and destiny for life because of all the influence around you. Yeah. And if you even isolate yourself away from every single other living human being and you pick up a newspaper, 
and you read it <laughs> and you observe all that stuff that's being written about the world today and its negativity, you are moving yourself off of your mm. purposeful perfect genius reason for being here for living this life journal your life be a journeyer be a kinetic believer write it on a napkin write it down on something and know what you're doing and hold on to that and if you don't have a napkin then get my kinetic belief journal 100 day guided (laughs) journal and use that use something in order to move out ahead and get your best life in gear and we have so many resources like that guided journal on the website that's going to be kineticbelief.com and there's so many new things that you're putting up every day Stephen from that purpose workbook to all the new videos the teaching videos that are going up Uh, make sure you follow Stephen on Instagram as well that's going to be at Stephen Canyon. And uh, remember to sign up on the website to make sure you receive those. There are actually weekly videos that we do send out, and those only go to people that are on our newsletter list. So that's exciting to get that every week, too. Website is kineticbelief.com. And while you're there, check out the event page and see where we're going to be. We're traveling, and we are doing our workshops all over the place. Yeah. And Megan and I both look forward to meeting you. This has been fun, Megan. This has been great, as usual. Thanks for all the wisdom. Sure. Bye.